Assalamu alaikum. The question of what to do when a stock goes from halal to invest in to haram to invest in is one that many Muslim investors struggle with answering. Admittedly, this is often not an easy question to answer. Do you sell immediately and give all your profits to charity? Do you sell but hold on to profits since when you bought the stock it was halal? If it's a really bad time to be selling, do you hold on a bit and wait until conditions improve or until you're at least able to recover the principal amount of your investment? In this video, I'll tell you how I handle when a stock grows from a halal rating to a haram one. And as a bonus, I included in this video a course, yes, a course on how to calculate the purification amount for your stocks. Not to be confused with zakat, purification meant to give away that which came from haram sources. All this comes to you for the very affordable price of leaving a like, so be sure to do so. It is very much appreciated. Also, in order to support our content creation, whether it's on this channel or on our blog, practicalislamicfinance.com, where we endeavor to help people globally build wealth in a halal way and to receive the perk of following my personal stock and crypto portfolios in addition to exclusive content every week, consider becoming a PIF member. Link to do so is in the description of this video. Okay, so let's get right into it, shall we? Now, at the risk of stating the obvious, I'm not a moral authority of any kind, nor do I aspire to be one. So be sure to subject anything I say to critical interrogation before accepting it. So now, what to do when a stock that was halal when we bought it gets classified as haram? So the classifications of halal and haram are likely coming from automated stock screeners. So I think it's important we understand what these stock screeners look at in order to ascertain whether a stock is halal or haram. All of them basically will look at haram revenue in relation to total revenue, and they'll want to see that this haram revenue is less than 5% of total revenue. And this is what we use at Practical Islamic Finance as well. We do the same thing in our reviews. We check that haram revenue in relation to total revenue is less than 5%. And you can see our reports for free on practicalislamicfinance.com. After that, these screeners will also use some measure of the amount of debt a company has, whether it's debt to equity or debt to assets or debt to market cap, and compare it to a predetermined limit. Typically, that's 33 or 30%. And in the case of Practical Islamic Finance, longtime followers of this channel will know that we focus on interest expense instead of focusing on the size or amount of debt a company has. Also, following PIF's lead, some screeners have recently begun considering ESG ratings too. ESG refers to the environmental, social, and governance impact of the company on the various parties it comes into contact with. Regarding these criteria, it's important to understand that the commonly used 5% haram revenue limit is not mentioned in the Quran or Sunnah. It is a best faith estimate and nevertheless, at the end of the day, a made-up number. There is also nowhere in the Quran or Sunnah where the amount of debt a company can have is capped at a certain level. In fact, debt isn't even prohibited at all. Interest is. That's why PIF focuses on interest. However, even the interest standard, which PIF employs, uses a made-up number. 
that is a 5% cap of interest expense to total operating expense in order to draw a line between that which should be considered trivial and that which shouldn't. Further, the ESG impact part of the rating is almost entirely subjective. So let's say company X is cutting down the Amazon rainforest, but they also found the cure for a terminal illness. What's the ESG score for that company? Additionally, in most cases, the service or app you are using is being driven by code. And this code is completely oblivious to the circumstances and nuances of the company in question. Here, I should mention that PIF's comfort rating are actually reviewed by a human before they are published. Back to screeners in general, the financial reports themselves, which are being used to determine halal and haram ratings, are typically months old. The SEC requires companies to report their annual earnings no later than 60 days from the end of its fiscal year. So by the time the stock screeners get this information and they process it and they change their rating for a stock, their information is already two months old. And who knows what the situation is today. All this to say the following. These stock screening services are only at best subjective moral judgments based on very rough approximations of the truth a few months ago. Therefore, I think reacting to the results of a stock screener changing the rating of a company you invested in by abruptly making buy or sell decisions in your portfolio is probably not the wisest course of action. For example, let's say the company you're invested in ran a temporary marketing gimmick last quarter, which included selling a pork product. This marketing gimmick pushed their revenue from haram sources, according to stock screeners' rough estimations, from 3.5% to 5.5%. Your average stock screener is going to issue a haram verdict on this stock for the next three months until the next quarter's financials are released. So does this mean you should sell your shares immediately? The marketing gimmick was something that happened in the past. It's not happening now. The percentage of revenue from haram sources is a rough estimation anyway, because companies don't normally provide the public with granular breakdowns of their revenue, which are needed to make accurate calculations of haram revenue. So the best anyone can do is a rough estimation of haram revenue. And additionally, the stock screener's rough estimation of haram revenue, based on old information, only exceeded the made-up limit by 0.5%. The point of all of this is to say, when you see a stock screener change a rating from halal to haram, take it with a hefty grain of salt. Understand what actually caused the change before you make any rash decisions. So when does one so? Well, I'll tell you my rule, and this rule comes from the following two beautiful hadiths from the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Al-Nawas bin Sam'an al-Ansari said, I asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, about righteousness and wrongdoing. He said, Righteousness is in good character, and wrongdoing is that which wavers in your soul, and which you dislike people finding out about. And the second hadith, Wabi bin Ma'bad, may Allah be pleased with him, said, I came to the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, and he said, You have come to ask about righteousness. I said yes. So he, peace be upon him, grouped his fingers and pushed against my chest, saying, Consult your heart. Righteousness is that which the soul feels at ease with, and the heart feels tranquil, and wrongdoing is that which wavers in the soul, and causes uneasiness in the chest, 
even if people repeatedly tell you it's permissible. So here's how I know when to sell. Whether I'm up, down, or sideways on my investment, I sell it when it becomes uncomfortable for me to hold. When it starts wavering in my soul, or if I'm embarrassed to publicly say to my Muslim friends or my Muslim audience that I'm invested in this company, that's when I sell. There is a prerequisite to applying this rule, which is that you have to understand and follow the companies you're investing in. If you don't know what you're investing in, it's pretty tough to form an educated comfort level about them. And by the way, I don't really see much merit to the argument that you can keep a stock that you're uncomfortable with from a halal perspective until you've recovered your principal. I mean, why do you have to attempt to recover your principal with the uncomfortable stock? It's not like selling that stock implies you're retiring from stocks forever. If a stock becomes uncomfortable for you to hold from a halal perspective, sell it and use the proceeds to buy some other stock that you are comfortable with and recover your principal with the comfortable stock. In fact, there's a practical incentive to doing things this way, in addition to a moral one, which is that if you sell at a loss in most developed countries, you can use this loss to lower your tax obligations. Now for my promised course on purification. Regardless of whether you sold your stock because you became uncomfortable with it or you sold your stock for financial reasons, the way to purify your earnings is the same. You take the amount of profit that you had and you multiply it by the percentage of revenue that comes from haram sources, and you give that amount to charity. So let's take an example. You bought Tesla for $100, you sold for 90. Your profit is zero. So the purification amount is zero times the percentage of revenue that comes from haram sources, which is zero. Let's go to example number two. You bought Tesla for $100 and you sold for 110. Your profit is $10. And now let's assume you've calculated the following. Tesla's revenue from haram sources is $5. Tesla's total revenue is $100. I'm making up these numbers to make the calculation easy. Revenue from haram sources is $5 divided by $100, 5% of total revenue. So the purification amount is the $10 in profit that you earned multiplied by the 5%, which is the percentage of haram revenue that Tesla earned or generated. And you come out with half a dollar that needs to be given to charity. Now for the method that I use for purification, which is that I take whatever profit I made, I multiply it by 10% and I give that amount to charity with salam. That is to say, to purify my earnings, every time I sell for a profit, I take 10% of my profit, not my principal, 10% of my profit, and I give it to charity. So let's say I bought for 100, I sold for 110, I take 10% of my profit, which is $1, and I give that dollar to charity. And this is my purification. I don't do this if I haven't sold yet, because if you've been in the market for more than two days, you know that profits today can turn into losses tomorrow. I only do purification when I realize a profit from selling a position, which again is not to be confused with zakat, which is perhaps the subject of a different topic. Let me know in the comments if you'd like me to make a video about zakat on stocks. 
I like my 10% rule because I feel it buys me some leeway. Now keep in mind, I invest on the assumption that my companies on average don't have more than 5% in income from haram sources. So if ever I'm wrong about this, I estimate that 10% should more than cover my error. Also, by donating 10% of my profit, I don't really have to go into the nitty gritty of a company's financials to figure out exactly what the purification amount needs to be. The time I save by not having to do that accounting is more than worth whatever extra I pay to charity for purification. Plus, you can think of any extra that you give to purification as investment in your afterlife. So you're reinvesting your profits in an investment that is guaranteed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be profitable. On top of all of this, the 10% of profits that I donate to charity is tax deductible. Now, having said this, if I do suspect a particular stock may have generated more than 10% of its income from haram sources, then I'll make a specific calculation for it. But generally speaking, when you're only investing in companies that generate no more than 5% of their revenue from haram sources, 10% purification, I think, leaves a healthy margin for error. And that's the end of my course on purification. So to summarize, use halal stock screening apps for general guidance, but don't mistake them for holy text. Sell your position when you feel uncomfortable with it. A good gauge of this is to ask yourself, how would you feel telling an observant Muslim friend who is familiar with this company that you are invested in it? For purification, regardless of anything, the way to purify is the following. You take the amount of profit you generated, you multiply that by the percentage of revenue the company generated from haram activities and you give that to charity. And if you want to use my method, assuming you are investing in companies where you estimate the amount of revenue from haram sources is never more than 5% of total revenue, just take the profit that you've generated, multiply it by 10%, give that to charity, and that will leave you with a healthy margin for error and saves you the trouble of going through accounting and all the complexities of that and you really can't lose when you're investing with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm going to try something new with the like incentives. If this video gets a thousand likes I will check the comments and I'll see whichever comment requested the topic has the most likes on it. I'll make a video on the requested topic. So the day it gets a thousand likes inshallah I'll check the comments see the most like comment that is requesting a topic and whatever topic that is I will make a video about it. So hopefully that's incentive. If liking the video was not incentive enough, don't forget to become a member to follow my crypto and stock investing journey. Subscribe and hit the bell icon to get notified when I upload again. And until next time, make sure to take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum and peace be upon you all.